I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots. 
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Hey, idiots. Welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed, the podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance, mostly by asking ignorant questions with me, Jessica Michelle Singleton. I'm your host. I'm ignorant. I'm a comedian. I fucking don't know shit. That's why we're here. Uh, Maybe I do know shit. I don't know. I have a lot of questions. Listen, if you're new to the podcast, please subscribe, rate, review it on iTunes. It helps. It makes other people find it gets their questions answered also it just makes me feel good can you guys leave more reviews it's christmas time and i'm lonely and listen i know that's pathetic but you know what being pathetic is part of the human existence and i am asking for you to lift me up because i'm a weak ass bitch and i don't always uh have the ability to do it as well as i would like myself okay listen uh, shout out to my patrons Best Idiots Forever Gina Kathy um, Patreon.com Slash Ignorance is Blessed uh, We do Google Hangouts I send Postcards from around the world There's bonus episodes I'm putting out a fun bonus episode About Christmas time Holidays I'm losing my mind um, And we've been doing uh, Google Hang uh, Hang time binge This week Which has been fun For those patrons And me And uh, A lot of silly conversations And uh, Inappropriate Jokes being made And I love it So get in there Thanks to all my patrons Um, If you want to see where I'm at uh, I'm in town The rest of the holiday season JMSComedy.com Slash shows I'll be at the comedy store A bunch this week I'm at uh, The Hollywood Improv tonight For Comedy Juice 10pm It's gonna be a fucking Badass show So come out to that Um, that's on the 19th of December, depending on when you're listening to this. I'm just letting you know. And I am slowing down on road work overall for 2019, but you wouldn't know it based on my January schedule. I am in uh, Sacramento the first week. I will be headlining at the Punchline on the 2nd of January, and then I'm featuring for Ari Shafir all that weekend. And then the next weekend, I'm with Steve Ranazizi at the Helium Comedy Club in Portland, the 10th through the 12th. And then I am coming to Stir Crazy Comedy Club in Phoenix, technically in Glendale, Arizona. For one night only, Tuesday the 15th, come see me and my best friend, Nicole Amy Schreiber, is featuring for me and the hilarious Jill Kimmel is hosting. So it's going to be a badass night. And I'm doing some casinos in New Mexico. If anyone's out there, look at my calendar. Um, All right, let's get into it. This week's guest, Jenny, she is a booker, a club booker, a regular old road club, standard run-of-the-mill, not run-of-the-mill, it's a great club, but headliner feature host, Uh, and so we talk about the myths that uh, there are around comedy club bookers that people have, that especially comedians have, Uh, you know, do women hate women, Uh, and um, what is, uh, how far does a TV credit get you, whatever, Uh, so anyways... We go into great detail. We had a lot of laughs. Uh, we did this while I was at her club uh, last month. It was a fucking fun time. Uh, laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. An amazing club. And uh, yeah. So this will be interesting for anyone who's interested in the behind the scenes of comedy. And then especially uh, more interesting for people who are uh, in comedy. Kind of like a peek behind the curtain if you haven't quite quite gotten to that level yet or if you think you're at that level but you're struggling there's a lot of insight so please enjoy uh jenny 
from Last Unlimited Comedy Club Booking. Woohoo! Okay, you guys, I'm here with Ginny Canfield, booker, manager, one-woman band at the Laughs Unlimited. At the Laughs Unlimited. The oh God. Laughs Unlimited. Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm here this weekend co-headlining with Jack Esadorian Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just going to talk about, I want to ask you about running a club. I mean, you... You might not get the questions, the answers that you want. Yeah. By the end of the podcast, you're just like, you're fired. <laughs> you're never working in my club. By, by the end of the podcast, you just throw your hands in the air and you'd be like, I don't want to do it anymore. I can't work here. I can't live like this. Mm-hmm. Um, how long have you been in charge over there? Nine years, nine two years. months, three days, seven hours. No, <laughs> you're like nine every years. minute just ticks away. August first was nine years. Oh, your club birthday is my birthday. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. How was it? What was the like condition of the club when you got it? Was it like just doing good and you picked up where they left off? Um, I don't really know. I wasn't was, in comedy. Then. It was doing. It was doing. It was doing good. It was uh, sustainable-ish. It was yeah. a recession. Okay. Oh yeah. I bought a business in a recession, which is bold. What you're supposed to do, like buy low, sell oh, yeah. high, right? That's true. But that's easier said than done. A lot of times, because uh, you're like, I'm also low. <laughs> <laughs> Steve had been. Uh, Steve had been trying to sell it. And oh, wow. uh, little known fact, I was the bookkeeper. <gasps> oh, you were already in. I was already People in. People didn't know that. Yeah. You were behind the scenes. Uh-huh. No, but yeah. There was only a few comics that knew me. Oh, and so you knew all the finances, too. So, like, exactly. you had, like, all the information you need to, like, negotiate. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. perfect. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. And so, so um, I had seen how he ran things. Yeah. So there was, def- I mean, I never had dreams of owning a comedy club or a restaurant or a bar of any type. I was Interesting. A, I was a bookkeeper. I didn't Is numbers. that what you were going to do? You're like, I'm just going to. Yeah. I did taxes. Books. I was a tax preparer, certified oh tax God, preparer and a what? bookkeeper. Teach me how to get all my money back. <laughs> Pay your taxes. Yeah. Okay. Womp, <laughs> See, womp. I told you you weren't going to get the answer. Can you pay you me want. in cash? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think comics do have a, a leg up on that already. Oh yeah, I mean, how much you get paid in cash? W- yeah, with the not amount of at last unlimited. No, but it's like, oh, the cash because I want to deduct it. I want to write it off. Oh, for sure. It's like I get from the opposite end why you'd be like, no, I'm writing you a check. I'm claiming every penny. Right? And then from my end, I'm like, yeah, no, if you paid me in cash, did you even really pay me? I don't know. Right, they right. did. If the IRS is listening, I've claimed everything. Every, every I, did, I get almost no cash. Right. Um, yeah, okay, so you were... So I was the bookkeeper, and then, uh, but I saw some things that, that he did that I... You're like, I, this could be better. I don't think that any business owner should do. Oh, no. Um, uh, like, and then your taxes. <laughs> right, right. So when I took it over um, as a comedy club, it was, you know, definitely a running, functioning. It had been around. I mean, Laughs has been around since 1980. Yeah, okay. I bought it in 2009, so it was had a 29-year history already yeah. established. Wow. And then... There was just the financial aspects and the behind the scenes that definitely needed some work. Yeah. Oof. I mean, there was, you know, comics that's were hard. getting checks bounced. Employees were getting checks. Oh, it, was, it was bad. So there was, uh, 
there was a bit of a, a thing that I had to, a stigma that I had to overcome. Yeah, because people are like, fuck that club. Right, right. There there were, I actually had to, um, to deal with that. Oh yeah, like Even, the repercussions of people still not having been right. There's there's still a comic that I shall not name because I respect him. I'm a better person. <laughs> no, I totally respect him, and I completely understand the reasons. But he got won't fucked. won't work at laughs, or I mean, he says can't, but won't work at laughs because he got fucked. Yeah, and he's like he thinks that Steve's still involved. Oh, he thinks and it's, it's like, like a low key. Though. Yeah, right. He like he's a like he got fucked like so bad that Steve's like let me make you the face. Right. Right, and it's it's totally not true. It's, but, it's all me, but but I'm not. Like, gonna, I also get why I'm not going to be mad at you. It's I get it's it. Your money, he fucked you over. I fixed it. Yeah, but that's because it should be fixed. Yeah, you're like I'm not going to run a seedy business where comedians are like not making their money and my employees especially. Right. Oh yeah, they had to. They used to call the employees used to call me to see when they could cash their checks. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So the employees knew me. Yeah, <laughs> the comics not as much. And you're like, we're gonna fix this. Yeah. So then I, so I, I from the behind the scenes, there was also some things like as far as booking. Yeah. I mean, headliners used to come through three, four times a year. Oh, so it was just like the same. They, they had a smaller they had rotation. Like three hosts. Wow. Which was good for them. Because yeah. they got a ton of quality stage time, but also and the they audience is like faster yeah. because of it. Um, but yeah, on the other hand, if you there's like repeat business wise, like you're seeing the same comic do their do same, the same fifteen. Especially a lot of hosting material is mm-hmm. sort of you have your little tricks and like the I have the stuff when I host clubs where I'm like. My, a lot of my normal material is not like you have to be kind of like clean and more of a cheerleader and like let's just be fun and who's got a birthday even right. less, but yeah so that just would get really old quickly for repeat customers yeah so and he had booked out about six months after I took over do you so just go I, like I just have to let this happen yeah so I and and I saw who was coming through and kind of I've always been hands on I've always been there so kind of took note of who who I liked who yeah. got reaction he also wasn't there a lot he had young kids I so, mean they were probably the age that my daughter is now oh and wow so he kind of stepped back more and had managers running it in a GM and stuff. Oh, and wow. Probably why he's repeating people because he's like, these are the people I've seen. Right. I don't know. That must have been hard for, I mean, hard for a variety of reasons, but then these comics who are used to like three and four weeks of this club and you're right. like, mm, that's not going to keep happening. And it didn't, and it didn't happen quickly. Yeah. It happened over time. Like you're working, now you're working only twice twice a year and now you're really only working once a year and now the rotation is like 16 to 17 months yeah because I think I have 72 working headliners that's great though that like oh I'm so honored to be like in the mix well because some clubs repeat over and over and then there's that like some clubs I've noticed have like they there's one guy who like fills his calendar he sits down once a year and fills the entire year um I could do that. Yeah. Which is fine, but I think that he has like I he has like these are the comics I book every year. Right. So right. then it's even like, how do I get in? Yeah, and that's how that's how he used to do it. He just didn't have as many comics. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Was I guess he maybe he wasn't even like trying to Mm-mm. take a look at anything. Mm-mm. How did you f- discover new comedians to bring in? Um well at the beginning through open mic. 
Okay. Because so it was like was, working them up through the system. Well, there was word that there was a new owner. So even the headliners, even the bigger local comics yeah. that didn't work at Laughs yet, there like, used well, let me to go be back. a stigma because, you know, we had two comedy clubs in town there was a oh, that I, that rivalry there was the, this thing where if you worked one you couldn't work the other <sighs> and I was like well that's not my thing you're like I you want you to work me. everywhere get better you don't tell me where to work I won't tell you where to work or yeah. you don't tell me who to book I won't tell you to where it's to work like, I get like yeah if you're a headliner don't don't come. work back to back weekends Go, yeah because it's like you're, the audience you're drawing is gonna like diminish but right. let's not be ridiculous but I also I don't book comics with an ex expectation that they're going to draw you you book based on just who you think is funny right so over (laughs) so over over the last nine years laughs has its own following yeah you're like that's on us anyway pretty much every saturday night amazing and not to minimize the comedy or the comics themselves yeah but it has nothing to do with the individual comics necessarily well you know what that's great though because it, it gives you the flexibility to if you like someone who's like coming up but maybe doesn't have as big of a draw. Right. Because there's a lot of club owners that, or they'll book people cause, just because they think they're going to draw. And that is also a way to get real upset, I think, that like, because if there's like, people will think a credit makes a difference. I went to a show. <laughs> I, I won't, I, I won't say the name, but I went to a show. Oh man! And uh, it was it was out of town. It was a it, it was out of state actually. Yeah. And f- just happened to have a friend performing there, and went and uh, he was he was hosting. Just yeah. had like been I'll in town in, and sure. got some yeah. And so I'm I went to the show just you know hey we're gonna kick it go to the show hang out afterwards whatever, and the headliner had some credit was on some show yeah, just the worst. Oh, it was awful. <gasps> That's terrible. It was, I was, I, I've never wanted to boo so much <laughs> in my life. I was like, I want to heckle. And I know this is a bad, no, like, that's not appropriate. Right, this is not appropriate, but if I had something I wanted, I would throw it. This, wow. it was really, it was really, really bad. So it was one of those things where like, they had just enough heat that people were like, let's try to headline them I, I was like did you even watch a tape because i can't imagine this being five minutes no oh. it was really like i've seen i've seen comics you know where they do really well for x number of minutes and then you can tell that they're, they're kind of like, oh. losing steam like though that was all their material it wasn't even that there was it no was steam just what the holy hell are you doing did they have an audience uh, not. I don't think it was what they expected. It should like have they been. thought. They're like, oh, they were on this huge thing, right? We'll pack out, right? Oh, if you remind me, I'll tell you. I'll try to remember because I'm so <laughs> curious. Well, it's also like they're for I guess like comedian like comedians. I guess that is like a that was a chair, you guys. My bad. I don't even know if they could hear it. I half the time I'm like, there's children screaming outside, and then I listen back when I'm editing, and I'm like, I didn't need to say that. There's you can't hear a thing. I sound like a crazy. You person. just didn't want people to think you farted. Yeah, it's, fine. it's very true because <laughs> I want you to know when I fart. I will claim all of them. Oh, my daughter I, announces it. I'm farting now. <laughs> she just goes, I farted. I'm like, okay. Like, all right, well, at least I know that Good it's not a know. gas leak. Right. <laughs> it's at least not in the house. Right? I, uh, oh, I think about that when, because there'll be people who get, you know, some little credit on like a show that's very popular and all of a sudden like they're trying to headline them. Yeah. 
and I've even had friends go like, oh yeah, they started headlining me and I wasn't ready. And But as the comedian, it's like, well, if someone is t- tells you we're going to do this, do you just say, no, I'm not ready? Or do you go like, yes, well, I might. I, I think so. Yes. But I get that someone could go like, there was, do I there grab was the comic, bull by the horns? There was a comic that I offered a headlining weekend to and he declined it he i respect like, he the said, fuck and i respect that i was like i will the thing is is i'll think of you again in a year or in six months or yeah. however long and i think that's what he, he said give me a year okay cool good featured him in the meantime and then you know in the year and now he's a headliner uh, but if you come in and you do the headlining job and you don't do you well don't do well <laughs> You don't, there's, there's not really a thing where you get demoted. Yeah, you're just gone. You don't, you, you just, poof. Yeah, you're like, I'm just not going to book you again. You get ghosted, I think. Yeah, well, no, because it's like, it's not, I, I'm not going to have the conversation with you. Yeah. Unless I have had a comic come and was like, I'll, uh, it was a feature, host feature situation. Okay. Had him feature and didn't do well and when he came he tried to get back in he was like all right i'll come back i'll come back as a host yeah he's like let's so if you say you know i'll come back let's as a host try that and, again but then he came as a host and had a terrible attitude so i was like all right well you just don't work here it's fine and you're like so Not much for hu- for humility buddy right? it sounded good yeah no i mean that's always been a huge fear of mine is that i don't ever want to do anything before i'm ready and like but i i guess i get the mindset of I mean, they're they're offering me a headlining, so right. Maybe maybe I'm supposed to do it. Are you just supposed to like jump in and and I'm so afraid of like I don't. Let me just. Well, I get the. I mean, you you wouldn't want it to be a missed opportunity. That's the thing. And is I and totally like, get, I get that. I guess I could see some people being like, if I don't do it now, it's never gonna. But I I think maybe that's. My career is a very, very slow climb to wherever I'm going. I don't know what the top is for me, but like, I've always been fine with that. But like, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's always, I guess, made me okay with not worrying about like, I have friends that'll get so devastated over, I can't believe that person got this TV show or got this late night set and I haven't done it. And I'm like, I don't care, man. I'm like, I am definitely capable of doing a late night set i am so still so afraid of like doing a late night set and it bombing and being like that's if people look me up that's what they're gonna find right and they're gonna be like this is bad right <laughs> i'm like not until i have the late night set that i'm like this is the one i want on well TV. And that's the era we're in now is you know memorex doesn't go away people no. probably don't know what memorex is but what is memorex i was like, like no a, what is it it's like a tape it's that's what they yeah it's just to. out there there was a brand of tape it's like forever. Yeah. Well, the internet is forever. Yeah. So forever. Right. So you have that big famous late night set. You're yeah. And it's like if people and if people like in theory see you on the calendar at a comedy club, they're like, oh, who's that? Let me look them up. And they see you're terrible. Like mm-hmm. it also like I have to realize it could work the other way where they're like, right. I don't know if I'm gonna go. Wow, what a funny set. I'll go. Right. But right. it's like, yeah. I am of the mentality of like, wait till you are sure you're ready. But Mm -hmm. it's so funny how many comedians, (laughs) boy, do they think they're ready two months in and they're like, I, well, I could do that. Um, wow. So you have, I think it means something host wise at, at laughs, especially when they do get booked. 
Yeah. Because they respect the fact that they had to work for it. And it's not, you know, this person over here got it in one week because of whatever. They look around and go, oh, everyone, everybody that is at this level put in that put in work. work. So it is this like... It's not a willy-nilly. It's sure, it's up to Jenny and we don't know what the criteria is except she says, be funny. Yeah, you're not waving a magic wand. Really, it's like, be funny, be consistent, yeah. be professional. Yes. And be respectful. And not always... Be funny is always first. Be funny is always first. Consistent, I would say, is always second. But respectful, professional, it's, it's all the same thing. Just... Don't be a dick. Yeah. Is there like a line with that, by the way? With Have you ever seen that? It's a meme or something like the hot girl, hot crazy girl scale where it's like oh. the hotter you are, the <laughs> right. more okay it is for you to be crazy or something. Yeah. Is that, is that a thing with comedians that like they can be a little bit more of a dick if they like crush or no? Well, I did already tell you that I've 86 at comic <laughs> twice. So no. And he still works at laughs. Well, so. you didn't say that on the air. I wanted everyone else to it's like. It's on the air now. So for you, like, is there a level of, what am I trying to ask? Well, cause I think that's so important. Cause I think there's, there are people I've like had bookers who've brought, brought me in and I'm working at clubs and they've told me of people that are, are funny and draw. And they're like, they were so rude mm-hmm. to my staff. Oh, that I, I will never have them, have them back. I won't have them back. I have I have comics that I've booked that are funny. Yeah. And I, I don't worry about the draw anyway, but um, yeah. but I had a problem with for whatever reason, disrespect yeah. or whatever. And I don't care how funny you are. You That's, can't you can't shit in my house. Yes, it's like fucking be nice. Nobody is funny enough to be an asshole. Right. Ugh, right. That's and and, and well, since we're talking, we're going to be talking about sexism and feminism. And yeah, let's all get that. in. So, one of the comics that doesn't work for me is a woman. Not. Oh, <laughs> it's a man. Okay, but the story goes. Oh God, he's booked for the weekend. Yeah, and uh, the week of sends me an email, just checking in, whatever, or I sent him an email, whatever. There's an yeah, email yeah. chain, and he said something about we're looking forward to coming up, and I went what. Like we, we. So I sent back. I'm like, who's we? Because I had a feature and feature in a host booked. booked. Have no idea who we is. Like you and a mouse in your pocket. I'm hoping you're like. And he's like, oh, I'm bringing up so and so to feature. Without asking a week before, without asking, and I without, said, whoa. I said, no, no, you're not. That's not a thing. No. no. And then he goes, well, I really want them to feature. I go, like, well, he's really not going to though. Yeah. You, he can do a guest set. I yeah. don't know where he's... I mean, he's staying with you. It's like, how... Also, like, how little... How long have you headlined that you don't know that, like, you don't just... Out right. of nowhere? And that... I mean, there's a flyer out. Like, we do flyers. I mean, how yeah, long ago like, did I send you a so flyer? so many. Like, and early. Right. Right. Yes. It's on the website. Yeah. Like, you know that there is another feature. And in fact, he did know there's another feature because his next message was, well, the feature is just a local. Just a local. You're like... Right. Yeah, I give opportunities to locals who work my club. And like, that's by why the I booked way, them. the locals who I have a great relationship with can save my ass sometimes. Yeah. Which is why they aren't any lesser of a comic or person that than you That idea are. of like, oh, the local comics right. is like, fuck off. They're working just as hard as you are just because they haven't moved to LA or New York or whatever. Right. 
And they and they still they're on the road. They're yeah. It's also like they go out and do stuff. They just come. And home. I'm not gonna shit on them just because you have this person you want to bring. So I was like, okay, it's not gonna happen. I'm not canceling them yeah. for this rent. If you wanted me to book a feature with you, you should have asked when I booked you. Yeah, I would have looked at a video because yeah. I'm not blindly booking people. And there's a process for it. So he can come and do a guest set. Next time, remind me, I'll take a look at him if he doesn't do the guest set. So, and he sent back and he goes, So you're picking your feature over the headliner. Like, what do you think that you are? Like, I'm like, I don't have to book you. (laughs) I'm picking my lineup. I'm picking my lineup. I picked the headliner and I picked the feature. I don't like if he was having the same issue, I would still be like, he's like, oh, I'm bringing this MC. It's still I'm picking my lineup. I have the same contract with that person as I do with you. Yeah. Like they're relying on their money the same you're relying on yours. You know, the money that I'm giving you because (laughs) I booked you. Right. Because I am the boss here. You're like, okay, fine. Go work somewhere else next week. And so (laughs) and I said. If I need to have another headliner come in, let me know. Good for you. And he didn't like that. And so, uh, JC, who is the bartender at Laughs, yeah. also sometimes manager, also... A wonderful person. Baby daddy. Yeah. He is my daughter's father. Mm, baby daddy. Um, this particular comic called him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because now I'm not answering. Like, the conversation's over. We aren't going back and forth Yeah, you're this. like, if you're not coming, let me know. That's right, the discussion. Right, that's it. If you're not going to be here, that's all I need to know. Yeah. Otherwise, see ya. Yeah. Show up and do your time. So I'm not answering him now. Because there's nothing else to talk about. Oh, uh, it's so over. annoying. He calls JC. And that's some bullshit. So I'm like, whatever, okay. Well, I don't know. What to, so now JC calls me, which is not unusual. We talk every day. Yeah. And he goes, hey, you need to call so-and-so. No, I don't. And I said, the fuck I do. Oh, can I cuss on your podcast? Oh, yeah. Me? No. Yeah, go I in. I cuss all the time. I, I call the listeners idiots. Ah, so. Perfect. I like it's, it. Is that why you only have three? No, it's just out of love. No, I, hey, <laughs> I have four. I have four I dedicated said, listeners. I said, uh, the fuck I will. Yeah. And so then I told him what was happening and why. And he went... Oh, he didn't tell me that. He just said you weren't answering his calls. I said that's almost like that's so funny. For good that- reason. So now, but now I'm pissed. Before you're trying to go around me, I was just annoyed. But now I'm pissed because you just called the bartender yeah. because he has a relationship with me, and that that phone call to me was basically, "Hey, bro, get your bitch." Yeah. <gasps> I didn't even. Yeah, because it's who. Yeah. Fuck off. Right. Bye. Right. Uh, he did show up for the weekend. He did work the weekend, but okay. I've never booked him again. No. And he's hilarious. But good for you, though, for like drawing a line that like... Get your bitch. It's also just for people to think that they're so funny that there's not enough other options mm-hmm. that it's like... I love to like thinking that like I write... I mean... I write original material. I do my best. I think I do a good job. It's like, at no point am I like, I'm irreplaceable. <laughs> like, there are so many comics just waiting in the wings at every club. Like, did they die? There's like when, there are comics who die and people start looking at their dates and calling those clubs. <laughs> like, trying to fill in the holes. Like, people are ruthless. That's That's like good to hear though because it's, I don't know, sometimes I feel like it's all in my head, but, 
there's these moments of seeing like people who seem mean getting things and I'm like life is unfair (laughs) but I like that I also love that because you have a built-in audience you just get to go it's a nice feeling of like that pressure is because even when we're off I was like how are the numbers and I was like oh god they're gonna hate me if we don't if it's not it's my fault personally if it's not packed out which depending on the club some clubs and a lot, a lot of those clubs that like seem to just eventually fall apart too. It's like that you haven't even booked a consistent enough roster to keep, right? Keep regulars coming back. Right. Is like because there's clubs I've done. I think I've done like one club uh-huh. that I headlined that was a very poor turnout. But then I talked to comedians who should definitely draw. Like I draw in places yeah. and I get surprised. Yeah. Like I'll get little bonuses or whatever if depending on the deal that I have and. I have to pretend when the club owner's like, you know, not to be rude, but I wasn't sure what the turnout would be like, and this is really great. And I'm like, thanks. And in my mind, I'm like, I don't know why they came either. There was like two clubs this past year that were like, this is the best weekend we've had in months. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm just uh, doing my best. And I'm like, I don't know where they came from. How did they find me? What's going on? But like, then when I hear other clubs were like comedians who should draw, they're like, yeah, no, there were like eight people in the audience. I'm like, oh, I blame the club. <laughs> oh, it wasn't just me. Uh, it's, I mean, what a balance. Yeah. But you also like run shit. Mm-hmm. Like there's clubs where that, that I work with where I've never even seen the booker. Like they're just this person who exists via email. Mm-hmm. But you're like in there, mm-hmm. like manning the door, fucking running the booth. Bartended last night. So, shit. Until my bartender got there. Oh, my God. I do I do the bookkeeping. I do the payroll. Oh, my God. Taxes. It's like if literally a one-woman show over mm-hmm. there. That's amazing. So, how... Mm, so, like... Okay, so the idea... Let's go back to sort of that comic story, I guess. Like, wanting to bring in a feature. If you book a headliner and they, from the beginning, go, can I bring... A feature you're willing to like let me see their tape let me depends on the headliner yeah so it's more like if you have like a longer relationship yeah i don't suggest it as a new headliner yeah, of because course. you're already the unknown yeah it's like now you're asking me to risk two unknowns yeah on a possibly five minute clip i mean i don't know what you know what i booked you off of in the first place yeah not you specifically but but like whoever. in general right so did I see you do an hour or am I taking a chance on you and now you're basically asking me to take a chance on somebody else? Yeah, which is right. A real and I gamble. don't and I don't softball my headliners. No. You don't get an easy feature because it's your first weekend. In fact, I had a local headliner that I had headlined for the first time and I put a really good like comic in front of him that I knew I'm going to have to headline next time. Yeah. And I was like, sink or swim. That's Let's what go. The, that's what I want. I'm like, <laughs> give me your best. Give me the best person you have. Right. I want to like have to step up to I'll the plate. I'll give you the and, spot, like, but earn it. Yeah. yeah. Like you, I prove that you deserve this. And he did. He knocked it out of the park. Uh, thank and God. it was funny because people looked at the lineup, like, looked at the poster and they were like, really he's he's headlining people who know like the local shows and after, they see the feature and they're after like, that oh that's gonna be to an follow. interesting show and yeah. he killed it As yeah got, you're a headliner you, you that's good it. too because like there is that i don't even know if it's a stigma but like 
there's it is a stigma, but also the idea. And I don't know how true it is, but that some headliners bring, like bring yeah. weak features, so mm-hmm. they look stronger. I've seen it done, and it's like I don't want that. I yeah. want, but also when I think about like if like if I ever get to the level where I just can bring a feature, I also do have the idea of like. I would consider who I want to be around over right. anything else. Oh, like, for sure. and I'm not going to like bring some unfunny, mm-hmm. but like if the funniest person I know that could feature for me is a complete piece of shit, mm-hmm. I'm taking somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also bold. I think to like, as a headliner be like, because in my mind, even if it's not a said, if I go, can this person feature for me? If that person bombs, it burns the bridge for both of us. Right. You know, so like. And there's there's clubs that if you recommend somebody and they are not. They're not going to work you for a while or they're at all. Like you're, uh, I think it was Harvey's that if you recommend somebody and they don't do well, you don't get booked for a year. Yeah. So you lose your booking that year. Well, and it's like I just sort of have approached any opportunity I've gotten from like someone bringing me as a feature or bringing me in like that's how I got into your club was Carlos and it's Mm -hmm. like whether or not they say that I'm like I need to go and like drop my dick on the table I don't need to go and like let me just try to work some stuff out right right. you know because it's like theoretically so I just wrote this new one let me try it on you guys well because it's like the idea that like oh now I could fuck up this person's money too in addition to like I ruined this opportunity for myself so it's I'm I'm less inclined to ask for someone to feature for me yeah. because I am like... Well, it's an added responsibility for you. Yeah, because you have to worry about that person being funny, but also like, what if you bring someone you don't know, like have someone you don't know that well and they're like a complete piece of shit to everyone. Right. Like rude to the staff and you're right. like, oh my God, what right. have I done? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a risk. Oh, Being Fuck. rude to the staff is definitely another way to not get booked again. Yeah. Oh, and I'm sure they all tell you immediately. Oh. They're like... I tell the staff this too, but, um, you know, if there's any relations between staff and comics, Ooh. everybody hears about it. Comics comics don't stop talking. Well, guess what? Neither do the staff. Oh, wow. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never have sex with a waitress. <laughs> uh, never say never, but I, mean, I yeah. don't recommend it. God, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I also don't recommend having sex with a comic, so... I mean, listen, we've all made mistakes some of us several times over hey com- comedians say what you will broken people are great in bed no one fucks better than a sad person <laughs> they're just like trying to fuck the pain out but it doesn't go away after the sex it doesn't it doesn't it just like and it just it, then you got regret piled on top yeah and then it's like com- depending on what happens it's like then you've also become a story who knows a big pain regret comes sandwich oh god (laughs) my favorite meal um oh wow wow okay so were you a big comedy fan before you took over no no I mean I wouldn't say a big comedy fan like I watched I watched Def Jam when I was yeah. a oh, teenager so and you know but I wasn't like oh I love Nerding comedy no yeah no I mean I obviously knew big names and have there a, uh, sorry go ahead hmm. have there been any like kind of like have there been any big names that you booked that you're like oh my god they're 
you're coming to my club. <laughs> oh my god. No. No. Okay. That's what no, I was like. Just, you're not like geeking out on them. No. Like anyway. when big names come through, it's just like for me, it's just like it's bigger problems. It's now more stressful. Right. Worry about some contract, and then they're always asking about numbers, and like I actually have to pay attention and answer, and not just look at you sideways like I look at all the regular comics. Yeah, I always feel like this is so you're silly. Like, how many did we got tonight? It's like I don't even. Is it going to change how you do your show? Right, you're like not. So stop asking questions. Yeah, and it's like (laughs) I've witnessed going on the road with like a couple bigger comics. I see them do that, and then it's like I feel like I'm supposed to ask that. Even it's like I don't even have like a percentage deal. Why does it fucking matter? Right, right. right. But I always just have this. Is it going to change how you do comedy? Because the staff does it to me too. There's definitely there's a one question rule at my (laughs) club for the staff. (laughs) Like what are the? I try to give the comics a couple more questions. Canadians will, be looking at. You will get the dead-eyed look after a minute. <laughs> but when the, even when the staff comes in, they're like, are we going to be busy tonight? I'm like, I don't know. When the people show up, we'll Hopefully. find out. Right. Well, you know what? Tonight we're not. If if we if I knew, yeah. I would have I would call people off or I would call people in. Yeah, if there was, was gonna be bad. something other than the norm. Yeah. Like if the, I expect it. Right. Then but I, if, you would know. Yeah. But Otherwise, even that's gotta be hard. Let's just plan on the night. I mean, are you gonna do something differently? Are you gonna not serve? Right. Are you gonna are you gonna carry the tray different? Are you gonna put them <laughs> into the system different? No, it's all the same. So just yeah, so just show up. Come and do your comedy and we'll yeah. all get along. That's so funny. You be funny. I'll worry about the people. Have there ever been, um, I love that. <laughs> Have there ever been nights where like you anticipate a slow night and then call people off and then it's like crazy? Um, what happens more often is I'll anticipate a slow night and I'll call somebody off and then somebody will call in sick. And, I'll and then like, you're like, Fuck. now I'm fucked. Now I screwed myself, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Do you get, um, are there some comics that like, uh, you'll get like a crazy audience for some, like some people draw like a specifically rowdy. Like they're wild. Yeah. Um, hypnotist shows. That's um, so funny. That- they just kind of bring out the crazy a little bit because, you know, it's People are like, fix me. Right. It's kind of a thing. And you're like, ah. Oh. And then when, you know, they're either hypnotized or there are people that pretend to be hypnotized just because, you know, then they're on the stage and they're in the spotlight and they're like, dance like a pregnant rhinoceros. And they're like, this is what I meant to be. I was born for this. Like, Take right. me on the road with you. <laughs> right, right. Like, I'm just trying to get out of here. Right. Like, like, that's- like the hypnotist is going to be like, you know what? I need you at every show. Come You're a plant me. now. Come with me. <laughs> what a nightmare. I'll pay you for it. Hypnotist. Yeah. I have the, the, so they, 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 can, they can bring out the crazies. And then, uh, you know, Corey and Chad, right? Yeah. yeah. They, they tend to draw a rowdier crowd. Just, but but that's but that's the show. Yeah, it's like it's just fun. It's just loud. Yeah, so it's not a show where I have to worry about hecklers and whatever. It's and no one's gonna a, punch the staff, right? <laughs> right. It's not anything like that. No, no. That's good. Are there? Oh, so there's this. I we talked about it briefly toward the end of. Uh, we recorded a we show. We alluded. To we this. alluded to it. Yes. yes. There is this stigma that I've recorded, heard. Recorded this other show called Behind the Showroom. Yeah, I was like. 
like, what is the name? Which will someday be released. Years from now, you'll probably hear my episode. Let's see, even if we do twenty, right? Twenty in like five months. That's so funny. I I sat on the idea of mine for like years before I was like, I should try to do. I mean, at least you have things backlogged. Yeah, well, I just manically hit the ground running. I was like, man, if I'd been doing this for eight years, can you imagine how much content I would have? Ah, so much. So then I was like, well, I have to start like now. And actually, Corey and Chad were my first episode. Oh, how funny! Completely botched it. The camera died. Just like well, that I got rid of. I took my first four episodes down because the sound was so bad. Oh yeah, the sounds are going to be bad on my first eighteen too. Yeah, (laughs) it's like oh, you just have to listen. I'm a club owner and Booker, not a podcast. He does a million things already, and I don't even like attention. I've just barely got into this because I was forced to, and now I'm a little bit more comfortable, but. Like, I just want to run things. I'm just trying to put some content out there because I'm supposed to. Right, exactly. Just like the rest of you. I know. All right, God. so behind the showroom, go oh, look yeah, it up yeah. in five months. Yeah, in five months. Keep, put on a Google alert. Right, put on a Google and alert. And you will get that notification. Like the Laughs Unlimited page on yes, Facebook. Yes, and if you're in Sacramento, you go see shows. The notification. Um. Oh, I love that. Oh, so there's a stigma I've heard for a long yes. time that like female bookers are harder mm-hmm. on women or like less likely to book women how does that make you feel or like what are your thoughts on that um i don't think about that yeah you don't think about what, when you're booking you're not going is this a man is this a woman well i don't think about the thought of that. what other people think i don't <laughs> right, think about right, the fact that other people are worried about I don't. it I, there's my opinion is uh it's not my business what other people think about me which is so. such a great way to live it, it that's such a it's just good freeing. mantra it's like very, how people feel about you is none of your business. It's none of my business. It's Do a, you? It makes you feel a lot more yeah. less concerned about stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't consider man and woman. It. It's. It. You just go. Is this funnier? always funny to me? Yeah. When, especially when comics are recording, mm-hmm. like they'll request. It's like to break up the testosterone, or oh, that like sometimes people want like a female feature, a female specifically. And it I'd makes rather me follow laugh. a feature, I mean, make me work harder if there's a funny female, because I'm gonna be like, make sure I don't talk about what she talked. But like, right, and it, it kind of makes me laugh. I mean, I guess I get it, but as so like you're a pussy, I would never book that way. No, and be like you there's know, too much testosterone there's too much estrogen there's too much estrogen on the show but is it funny yeah it is funny now i do have to say yes. that i judged a female all female comedy competition interesting <laughs> it was it was painful really yeah was it pain- and i don't and i don't know what what it is or why that it seems, and it's not a generalization. It's just from that competition. Yeah, you're like this small, this small pool of this this pool of I don't know eighteen or however yeah. many there were. That it was just it's the same rhetoric over and over. Like that's the thing. We're all you're all okay. We get it. Either men suck, yeah. or they're really great, or you know your relationships are bad, or yeah. you know you nobody talks pussy. about good relationships, right? <laughs> or or sex is this but it's like I mean are women are women limited in their thinking to just that or is it as a society we only allow 
we are told these to, are the things to think about. Right, right. And well, who fixes that? Because yeah. obviously there are comedians that don't just talk about that. I mean, yeah. you and Haley are great examples. I fucking love Haley. Right, Haley Boyle. Haley Boyle. Shout out. If you guys don't know her, check her out. I need to get her on here. Yeah. Like, oh, she'd love she's, it. might be the funniest person alive yeah right. like she's hilarious she's so funny and and but you know but it's it's you can still talk about those same things but, but it's like where's your spin what's your right, perspective exactly. why is this unique you can't just stand on stage and talk about men ain't shit well yeah well and it's also like fine if you think men are aren't shit men ain't shit but like have a punchline about, about it too right, exactly. like, well, yeah, there is that like I do feel like sometimes and it's not just this is just one pocket of you know if you're gonna look at this group under a magnifying glass doing it but like it happens with just different sort of I think what the popular social mindset is it's like are you writing to like be funny or are you writing to like pander to the audience of other comedians so they agree with you right. of this like oh and if you're writing to comics you're not gonna you're not, make it no no it's like you can't I always can't. say if the comics are laughing in the back of the room you're probably not doing it right yeah you're <laughs> like that's the thing I used to when I started I was so concerned like oh, I don't want the comics to think I'm hacky I don't want but then it's like of course we all want to be like original but it's like you got you can't get stuck on like oh no are the comics gonna think I'm funny is like are the comics showing up and buying drinks and sitting in seats and right but on the other hand when you first start and you're doing open mics and you're doing those bar shows yeah comics make up a majority audience yeah and it's like and they book other shows so then when you're getting them to laugh it's it's you're like oh that that works this is what's funny yeah. right and then now you go to a club and there's more audience than comics and they're looking at you like yeah what is wrong with you you're that obs- you're so broken <laughs> right because to them it's because like- we laugh at things that are i laugh when shit's going bad yeah when i'm laughing in the back of the room probably it's not good yeah you're like laughing because it's like that discomfort of like <laughs> oh, oh God, shit look, he's losing his so shit on stage you can't get this back this is dude i used to have a thing where like when my like the normal punchlines what I that I expected to hit wouldn't hit, yeah. I would start snowballing yeah. and talking faster. And I'm like, I gotta find something that works. Yeah. Well, I also think too, like I don't know any of the women. Or I don't know what competition that was, but like, I know when I first started, like there were still parts of my my comedy was like based on my life experiences. But I, for sure, at the very beginning, started and I was more of a caricature mm-hmm. of what I thought a female comedian was supposed to mm-hmm. be based on what I'd seen. So you go, oh, well, this is what, this is the kind of thing Whitney's talking about. So I guess that's what people want me to talk about. And then it just like, like the snake starts eating itself if you don't realize you can get out of that. Right. And you have to, you have to break out of that mold. And, and I think, I think become not a female comedian, but just become a a comedian. comedian. Yeah. Where it's like, where you're not, pandering to specifically the female mindset it's like Mm -hmm. how can you make these observations palatable for everyone and it's like it's fine if you're just gonna have a niche audience and like want to reach you know that group of people that agree with you but it's like i don't i don't know i don't know i find i find in general in comedy especially at a club it's yeah. a lot of couples and i was just talking to yes. another comic i was talking to a comic about this like you have to appeal to a female 
couple. They make the decision. Because if she's not laughing, he's not laughing. He might he's think it's get funny, but he's trying to get laid. Oh, yeah. There's, they're, they're there for two very different reasons. She's there to be entertained. He's there to make sure she's entertained. So that he gets laid. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> so you have to appeal. You can't... You, Isolate you women. Can't, right. You can't, you know offend them or you know because yeah. you're, you're gonna lose the whole room yeah you're not just losing half a room you're losing the whole room and you would think that as a female comedian it would be easier to relate to the women yeah but as much as there's this sisterhood in oh but women are also taught life, to like be competitive they are it's, right it's and unfortunate. so if as a female comic you're too good is that is that a thing? I don't know. Well, no, but there is the like idea that they could now it when you're it it, it happens in all our brains. It's like I don't know, I can't speak for all women, but like it's a miracle that I get along with women because I right. came from a household with like my mom's like mentally ill, but yeah. like she was so insecure about other women and so always had a thing to say, just always could pick out the negative instead of looking at what was great about someone. And now as you being this strong, independent woman demanding attention from a room full... Yeah, but like that person taking it personally. Sitting, right, is the woman that's sitting in the audience... I mean, I guess we could call it hating on you. Like, yeah. I'm not going to laugh because... Fuck you for just I, being up there because right, you being for funny doing and, what you what you want and for I don't I don't know and then is there's a like thing? Is, if you're there because uh, I think part of I think part of the you know women aren't funny is is in the reception it's in how audience receive yeah female comics and you have to break out of that absolutely because well you, I think you walk and a tightrope to where they're not thinking about you as a female comic but as a comic as a comedian where so they they're forget not, they're not having that flipping that switch in their brain flipped where well this is strong independent and now and my boyfriend's paying attention yes. to what they're saying and it's or, like oh he's laughing at her right now I'm stopping laughing because I don't want him to fuck you for well, because it's like oh oh he wants her there's that animalistic thing in our brains that go like competition. Right. And then like, I heard that from the very beginning people being like, well, don't, you know, don't go on stage too pretty. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm just really at risk of people going like, who is this supermodel? <laughs> but this idea that like, oh, if you dress up too much, immediately women are like, who the fuck are you? Right. And it's like, you have to find a way to disarm them while making them laugh to be like, I'm not a threat. Right. Which right. it is like this interesting line. And then, I also think what ties into the women aren't funny thing, which I've said for a long time, is it. I think a lot Can of we it. Just say this: it's that some women aren't funny. Some people aren't funny, right? Some What's people like, aren't funny. There's so many male comedians that like oh. go up and eat shit, and they're terrible. Hundreds. Hundreds. And it's like, and that's always you know women's argument for like men aren't funny too. It's like 100, percent but that doesn't mean that some of us also not us. I'm funny. Fuck you. That's all I have. <laughs> but like some, some of, of you some also of us are as funny a you know, gender. as a gender. It's like yeah, not everyone's funny, and that's right. fine. It's just like... But don't blame it on the fact that you're a woman. Yeah. It could just be that you're not funny. Yeah, it has nothing to do with what your genitals or what your identity is. It's right. like, no, you're just... You would also not be funny as a man. Right. And that's okay. <laughs> you can do something else. But no, a big thing I think that I realized... I think I realized this because someone said this to me and it was the most... I think it was supposed to be a compliment, but it was so backhanded that I was like, you, what the fuck? But somebody once said to me, I don't even know who it was. They were like, you know what makes your comedy work so well is that you're not afraid to be seen as ugly. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> um, 
Thank you. That's right? so kind. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, like also if I was afraid to be seen as ugly, I wouldn't leave the house. I'd just be right. like looking through my curtains, but like, oh no. But it made me realize that I think a lot of women can't break through the barrier of how funny maybe they could be because mm-hmm. they still in the back of their mind have this thing where like I still need to be seen as attractive because as women mm-hmm. we have that like thrown on us from an early age that like what's well, like well all you're worth is how beautiful you are well and everything and that's I mean I, it always occurs to me and it makes me laugh every time and I can't wait until one day the sports casters yeah oh female, <laughs> you never see an ugly female like person you, on, like, I want to see NFL a woman who can play whatever. football I want to see a woman that knows the statistics and not to say that these women don't yeah but like she played yeah uh, I want to see was, a woman who had to like sports because it was her only way to connect right? with people she, <laughs> and she did not play what's the what's the female version of Flag, football she, like yeah, the yeah. little cheer the, the what is it powder cheer, puff yeah she didn't play powder puff no she played for real for real yeah like I, I want to see, see a rugby that lady Sports casting, yeah. Because not, I, I can't believe that the only female sportscasters they could out there possibly are find. gorgeous and petite. A lot of them and are petite. petite and wear six inch heels or four inch heels or whatever. How many? It's but, like no. I want Deborah to come and in I and her blazer. I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad when they're on the sidelines interviewing these pumped up adrenaline filled guys and they're like so what do you think about whatever and they're like super like and now it's like oh it's so scary I'm intimidated it's like well then don't do the job you can't right. be a marine biologist if you're afraid of sharks. Right. You do realize that they just hit each other running together at full speed. You're and like, now you want to talk. You don't clock out from that. It doesn't know. No. Those there's, <laughs> there's needs to be some decompression. Yeah. Before. <laughs> Through a cage. Yeah. Like, I, I hate distance. that they have to do like interviews after. Do you want to talk? I'm going to interview after you have a bad set. Now, what do you think you could have done better, Jessica? Can you imagine? That'd be so funny, though, just to watch in, like in a. Th- in life just like, so where do you think you lost them yeah oh <laughs> have you ever like there's comedians that'll do that i've i've had someone say that to me not even how, where do you think you lost them but like after a good set it's yeah. like so funny to be like i mean it's not funny when you're the person it's happening to but i had like <laughs> i had an amazing set somewhere one night like just in my opinion and then also like based on audience response and right. like people coming up after and like laughing and a person who followed me couldn't follow me right they we were like supposed to be co-headlining they went after and like it was rough and then we were riding back in a car together which already is like oh boy this is Mm -hmm. awkward Mm -hmm. and he's like so how do you think you did up there and i was like what (laughs) excuse me you don't you want to have that conversation like no no i did fine i'm gonna look out the window but the idea of just being like where do you think i lost him right is a nightmare after every set yeah even after a good set yeah what do you think you could have done better and you're like, like you're and this isn't this isn't you've had time to talk to your families or you got it's not this is like as day. soon as you leave the stage it's you're you, in the you green got room to take a shower like you know the football but they, they took a shower put on a suit no, yeah. they want to put on their sweatpants and go i don't know drinking with their buddies or yeah. i don't know what football ball players do after football. yeah they gotta go home and hit their wives but now they have to <laughs> <laughs> but now you gotta come in here and answer 
asinine questions about how did you feel on third and goal yeah. when you missed by three inches? What's feeling? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's also just well, like... Well, I felt like a failure mostly, Susie, but thanks for asking. Yeah, especially like even the time they've decompressed, like a shower where they spent the whole time thinking about how they just lost a game. Right. It's like, I feel like a huge piece of shit. Right. And there were people in the stands wanting me to do well. Like you right. could see the people being let down. That's right. fucking... And now I'm rethinking my entire career choice yeah, and uh, if no I'm other ever going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, at least I'm going to have severe brain damage when this is all done. So <laughs> I'll be able to do nothing else. Thank you. But I think, would, but would it be better if she was ugly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, would it just be like two, two cool people talking right, to one another? Right. Hey, hey, bro. <laughs> yeah, we're just like, oh, I feel like this woman is invested in sports. Right, you know? right. I did see... Um, a meme one time of I don't know if it was a meme or a picture but someone's like this is it was like this is what toxic masculinity does or something and it was like a far angle of a reporter uh, interviewing a football player and she was a tall woman oh, yeah. still fucking like a model and he's standing on a box so oh. he can be taller than her right. I was like that's so funny right. it's, the, it's the aesthetics yeah, like it's like we need women to be dainty oh and Just we know I don't fit that mold yeah I, I don't you know what's crazy is that I don't realize how small I am until yeah. I see myself in photos like in my mind you and I are like like I think that I'm like yeah me and Haley and it's like you're a fucking I'm a child yeah so those of you who don't know I'm six foot two and uh, very svelte you're a whole lot of late 180 pounds that's a lie probably double that you know <laughs> anyways but I'm not small I'm, I'm built like a linebacker but it's also like so are a lot of women. I hear, but I hear so much about how intimidating I am. And you're like, and I'm like, I literally, I literally can't make myself smaller. Yeah. Like I've, I've leaned up, you know, there's that half wall. I'll lean against the wall and then I'm just scanning a room, looking around and I'll catch eyes with a, a comic, a staff member or I'm whatever. Like, <gasps> yeah. And they jump. They're like, what, what's the matter? I'm like, I was literally just, I can't make myself. Should I wear sunglasses? Like any less intimidating. Like I'm in the most relaxed position I can. I'm not, I'm not like, should I wear a visor? (laughs) Right. What is it that can, I can't make myself smaller. Well, you know, what's so funny is that I think that also ties into like just that concept of like how people, what they think of you is none of your business. But I remember my friend, uh, she's a comedian, Dulce Sloan, Mm -hmm. someone saying to her, they're like, well, you know, like, and she's, she's, She's not tall, but she's like a bigger girl and just speaks her mind and has yeah. a strong opinion and like like many comedians. Uh, and someone was like, well, you know, you're kind of intimidating. And she was like, am I intimidating or are you intimidated? Right. And just that idea like of like, that. oh, you're an intimidated person. I like That's that. not my problem. Right. Like I'm existing. The fact that you are afraid of me is your own issue. Right. And I was like, Mind blown. Like, I like I like that though. But I'm I just, remember that. I, I, I mean, I loved it. I'm also like, such a small size that it's frustrating because there are some people who like don't take my anger seriously because they're like, oh, it's cute. Oh, yeah. she's mad. And I'm like, well, just call me up. I'll say it for you because even if I say it in a normal tone, I think that I'm terrifying. That's so funny. That it, people... it doesn't help that I do 
semi-enjoy fucking with people. I mean, it's fun. So <laughs> I do have a real good dead-eye stare. And You're like, just, oh, if I know it's going to bother you? Right. So I'll just answer in a perfectly straight face and so they don't know if I'm joking or not. So you just watch like, them like internally unravel? Oh like, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I think it was Ron Gasol came to do a, a guest set one night and I don't remember who the headliner was. But uh, it was a it was like second show Saturday, and he was like, "How long do you want me to do?" And I was like, "I don't know, like 35, 40. <laughs> and he was like, "What?" I go, "I've already seen this show a few times, so I'm getting real tired of it." <laughs> and he had no idea what to do with that information. He goes, "He goes, I totally forget that that you're just fucking with me, but it takes a minute because you look so serious. I'm like, I know oh, it's God. fun that way. I'm sh- and I'm sure that would, I'd, I would fall for it too. I'd be like, oh, okay. Right, right. Oh no, what did I do? Right. I'm like, so funny. here's the trick people. If I'm talking to you, it's not that bad. You're like, if I really didn't like you, I wouldn't give you the if time I of day. If I really didn't like you, but if I don't talk to you, it doesn't automatically mean I don't like yeah. you either. So you're like, oh, like if I don't Pretty respond to your email, it's under screwed. a pile of three thousand. <laughs> right? You'll basically never know. Is that right. a thing for you? Like as a general, do you, I don't even know if you have a general policy, but like if you're like if you get an email from someone you're just not interested, do you usually just like I'm just not going to respond? I just don't respond. Okay. I don't. I don't have time to respond to everybody, and I'm not. I'm usually I'm not necessarily not interested. Yeah, you I don't just. Have to, I mean, I I'm I it, it's a I'm not interested right now. I am not booking today. Yeah, I'm not, there's not a booking day. I don't have where anywhere to put you. Like right, I'm not. I, I I don't know you. There's a lot of questions now. I have to watch a video. Is your I mean, do you want? Honestly, as a comic, do you want all of that information? Because most comics don't. Yeah, it's like, I'd rather just never hear from you. Right. If I sent back and said, the lighting in your video sucks, the audio is terrible, stop having your friends shake while they laugh. <laughs> like, I can't say that to you without you knowing me. Because yeah. you're going to go, she's God, so she's a bitch. Yeah, like, and you're no, like, no, it was honest. Go look at your video. Tongue. Do you yeah. want to see how terrible it is? You cussed. 13 times in the first 10 seconds and I cuss all the time and was still kind of like holy no. shit that was a lot yeah and then I stopped watching your video because like, you're just saying fuck oh it was more than fuck oh Jesus. they said every single word I was like how did you do that you know what's so f- oh, fuck I sent like a they round even squeezed of cunt in there I was like wow wow in the first that's impressive it was in the first 10 seconds and maybe they just want to be like look do you have an audience for this I'll, this is what you're getting <laughs> do, would your, do your people like this right um, which I'm like well I guess it's like at least they didn't pretend to be clean and then come in and you're like what in the true story um what would be how often for like if someone's like knows like okay maybe they don't respond what is a decent amount to like do you think for a comedian to like reach out sporadically like what's too much Mm. (laughs) like if someone sent you an email once a month and was like just checking in there's a comic that i have an email they probably email every other day i bet i could name who it is when we get off this podcast oh i can't wait we should be writing (laughs) these things down we have lots of names to talk about man um very very consistently but i'm not mad like it's very easy for me to just i have a folder yeah. That goes in the comic folder. So you just go like, okay, they're just following up. And then up. when I get ready for that comic folder, unless I say to you, unless I respond to you and say, here's my expectation, 
then I can't expect you to know what I expect. Okay. That's you good. Know? Yeah. And that's just, I mean, I, that's just me not being an asshole. Yeah. But if I sent to you and said, check in with me in a month, and now you're still sending me emails every, every other day, week. I'm unsubscribing from you. Yeah, you're like, like never. I'm just going to put you in the spam folder because I can do that too. <laughs> but really, it's just, I'm not, I'm not mad at your hustle. Like, yeah. It's, some people are better at it some people do it more frequently somebody don't don't know the difference uh somebody asked me once what's the difference between persistence and a pain in the ass yeah and it's attitude i like that you can send you're still me polite a, you can send me a f- email every day hey i'd love to work your club here's my information here's this 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 and send it to me every day it doesn't mean i have to open it, it doesn't mean i have to look at it, it doesn't mean i have to act on it but yeah. you know i have your information yeah but if you send me an email like i've been emailing you right <laughs> i emailed you two weeks ago cool story bro yeah so did these people attitude. and your point and now you're having an attitude with me before i've even i don't know met you addressed you talked to you probably before i even looked at your comedy yeah. I already have an attitude. Oh, I'm not going to work with you. Yeah. That's easy. And I just hit the table. That's how angry she is. <laughs> okay. So if someone's reaching out to you for the first time, you mostly like, do you mostly go off of like someone you already headline has to bring that person in? Do you do like a lot of like personal or we referrals? Do sh- or we have the showcases. Or the showcases. Yeah. Like rarely is an email going to get go someone. Out to, I go out to festivals. I've, uh, I was oh, at nice. World, I've, I've done World Series of Comedy the last three Fun. years. And God, I haven't been there in a while. Seen, seen comics. I've booked comics. I've booked comics that didn't win. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? I really liked you. You'd be great in my room. That's great. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to the San Diego Comedy Festival next year. Oh. Um, I've inv- been invited to the Big Pine. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Next so I'm, go out I'm look. at this point, I went to NoHo last year. Oh, fun. Yeah. Uh, oh. Jay Whitaker just worked two weeks ago. Oh, um, so I met funny. And uh, Sean Larkins is headlining. Great. And who's the other one? There's another one. I don't know. That's nice. So if you're listening and you happen to be a comedian, like festivals have bookers at them. That's like a thing to keep in mind. That is, that's actually what opened the door for me getting on the road was like in 2013, I had like a crazy good like festival run. I just got Mm -hmm. this one good tape from a festival and just fucking, I must've got into like 13 festivals that year. Um, But like, yeah, I made relationships with club owners from mm-hmm. that, and that was my little like. Let me get my feet indoors. Well, were there specifically? It's we're scouting comics. Basically. It's like yeah, I'm not there. To, you're like you're not there for nothing, right? You're like I'm not wasting my time in right Big Pine <laughs> to just be like I just wanted wanted needed a break. Right. So I came to Arizona. Thought it'd, it'd be cool to hang out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just chill with all these people who have probably already sent me emails and are like <laughs> away afraid from, of me, away from my daughter away from the My, clubs probably fall into shit while I'm yeah. gone but I thought I'd come and be here for no reason yeah right <laughs> um, okay so like as a basic we'll wrap up but like if a comedian's gonna send you an email what are like mm-hmm. just I know we sort of covered it but like the basics of what they should for sure have send everything everything so like send link, more than you credits, think that you need whatever to send. you think you need to send yeah okay because if I have to go and look for something it's less likely that I'm gonna do it and that's not, I mean, you can call it lazy. It's all in perspective. But you don't have to. But the next comic is sending me everything. If yeah. you're not, like I told you, I got an email that said, I'd love to work your club name and phone number. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do with that. Now I have to go and research you. Yeah, sure. And I don't do even you do know comedy? if it is you. Maybe there's two of you with the same name. I don't know if it is you. And that happens. Do you come up on Google when I search your name? Is that, right. a, I don't know. 
you didn't send me a headshot, so I don't know what you look like. So now I'm watching the video of somebody. Is it? Is it really you? Oh my god! I that happened. Do you really want me to watch? Do you really want me to pick the first video I see? Yeah. Of you. You should definitely have your own control over that sin like right. this is the video this is this is my submission video do you ever open videos and immediately based on their like audio or video quality just go no um i have i don't watch a lot of videos anymore okay i tried once you're like let me just have one to of go these workshops we do workshops that laughs every other month that's um, great. There's a pretty good local scene here. Like, it's like yeah, we have a great. It's local budding. Scene. It's like great. There's a lot of great comics, and here. we're try and and we tr- you know I try to cultivate comics. Like it benefits me to have a good scene. Yes, around the club, and so. Uh, but what the next workshop we do, we're going to be talking about video submissions, and to anybody out there who <laughs> sent me a video, I might use it. <laughs> I won't tell you whether I'm using it as an example oh God, of what to like, do what did I or what not to do, but that, but I'm going to show videos and be like, here, this is what I'm getting. What do you guys think? Why? Why would I not? I made why a, would somebody send this to me? I made a very this rookie mistake. This is what I'm dealing with. God. Recently, I sent out like a round of emails and had a tape of the set was so good. Mm-hmm. So, so in my mind, I was like, but. the set's good enough that like, even though the lighting is mm. pretty wonky and the sounds meh, like it was like an applause break, crazy laughter set. I'm like, it'll be fine. I sent it and I got one club specifically wrote back and they're like, Hey, do you have any, do you have a tape with like better quality there? Cause they're like, even if we book you, we need something better to like promo. promote. Yeah. And, and I just happened to have gotten another set that I was like, this is better, but I still need, I'm actually at the point where I'm like, I'm going to book my own show, hire like a camera crew. And it's like, film it as if it's almost a special, just to have stuff to cut up specifically for no one to see but bookers. I wasn't going to point it out, but. but <laughs> no, and I was like, and after they said that, I literally had this moment of like, yeah, why? I was just one of those like, oh, the material's newer. I want them to know what they're getting. It's mm-hmm. a full set. Which I don't think anyone's watching. I just want to, I always want to, I send a big set so that it's like, just so you know, I can do this amount of time. But I was like, yeah, why would I? Right. And it definitely went out to a couple bookers who I've never worked with. And I'm like, well, they probably think I'm a fool. (laughs) Oh, well. Um, But yeah, now I just, yeah. Yeah. You never know. I'm I'm to the point now I have so many headliners and like I said I'm not looking for to to this point I've I haven't looked for anything but funny. Yeah. But there are a couple of headliners that now when I'm trying to go do a promo video or whatever if it's impossible for me to promote you. Yeah. I'm not asking you to promote yourself. I if have a tape. If you needed me to send you something by the, I'm like I have a good one. But that's the thing too is if you get booked Send the information again. Yeah, here you go. Oh, yeah. that's a good. That's something I never considered. Yeah, when you when you get confirmed, because thank you. Here's some materials in case you need. Here's <gasps> an updated video. Here's a new headshot because there's so many times that I make a flyer and they go, "Oh, I have new headshots." Well, who knew? Again, I'm not googling. Can't believe your that ass. never occurred to me. Wow. You guys, I'm learning things on this podcast because I do go like, 
can't believe they chose that headshot. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, why would they? It's the headshot they have. Right. I'm, I have a file of headshots. And that's what I'm using. <laughs> and if and if I don't have a current one, I'm finding the worst one. That's so funny. I'm hoping to teach you something. <laughs> a little bit hard-headed in the comedy world. They don't learn a lot. That's but so yeah, funny. But yeah, send a new video. Send a, because I'm not even sure what we're video I don't. I hate to put you on the spot, but it's not well, great quality. No, if you even have anything, using. yeah. Well, yeah, because whatever. I don't keep that much stuff up either. Like right. I have one. I finally have one that's like fairly good quality. Uh, it's de- it's decent. It's like the, you wouldn't be like, what in the fuck? Right. It's not HD, but it's right. good. But I just keep it private to send to bookers. But yeah, no, like. But if I have 70, mind blown, I have seventy two headliners now, <laughs> and if there's even let's say ten of them. That don't have a professional headshot or a, a five-minute quality <laughs> clip. Is it fair for those ten people to remain on when there's the book all these other people? When again, the next comic has it. Yeah, and they are equally funny. You just changed my life. Maybe at least yeah. you changed my process. Now you're gonna have to go work even harder. I have to get that goddamn fucking thing cut up into pieces for <laughs> all right um anything else anything you want to add any last gems of booking knowledge that you have hidden in your brain um uh, be patient yes be persistent and don't be an don't be an ass just don't be an ass i could tell stories all day of comics that just are shitty <laughs> yep we could uh, have a whole shitty comic podcast <laughs> oh my god, god that, i mean naming names if like as a booker oh, years from now you just made a thing where you'd oh god people people would eat that up mm-hmm. who's the biggest piece of shit in the industry <laughs> fuck uh the gold and i bet there's a story about almost everyone where it's like yeah they were nice but here's a fucking right, right. here's what they did that's here's at least embarrassing happened. or yeah. like uh, all right. Well, you guys, uh, that's everything. Go follow at Laughs Unlimited on everything at Laughs Unlimited. The Laughs Unlimited. The Laughs Unlimited. Um, if you're in Sacramento, come see a show. Yeah. They have great comics every week. Uh, yeah. Is that you want people to follow you? Um, no. 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 Stay away no. from her. I'm, no. I'm, uh, yeah. Laughs and, Unlimited. Uh, behind the. Wait, what is it going to be called? Oh, behind the showroom. Behind the showroom. Yeah. Shit. I'm very professional. <laughs> Uh, look out for that, you guys. Uh, and that's been Jenny, and I'm Jessica Michelle. Thanks for listening. Bye. There you go. A peek behind the curtain from Comedy Clubs. Um, if you like the podcast, subscribe, rate, review it on iTunes. Share this podcast with your friends because everyone's a little bit ignorant sometimes. Go uh, check out Laughs Unlimited on the internet. And if you're in Sacramento, go see a show there. She uh, runs a fucking tight ship and always has great lineups. You'll love it. Big thank you to uh, my League of Extraordinary Idiots, John, Matt, Gene, Greg, Kathy, Terry, on Patreon. Um, They are responsible for keeping these episodes flowing uh, without me having to uh, give you guys long, arduous advertisements for products I don't give a fuck about. Am I against advertisements altogether? No, but I'm very specific and I don't want to advertise anything that I don't actually use. And so I'm not going to try to sell you a fucking... I don't know, Casper mattress because I don't have one and I'm fine with what I have Um, or whatever. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying, listen, what have I done? Oh no. Anyway, thank you to them. If you want to join the League of Extraordinary Idiots, be part of our monthly Google Hangs. Um, You can get cool stuff from me on the road, even more content, patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. Uh, Also, you don't have to be a Patreon member to join the Facebook group. 
Uh, Ignorance is blessed. Idiots. There's a hashtag before the blessed. Go look it up. Join us. I've been posting pictures. I have a new campaign I'll be launching on Christmas Day, 1 p.m. Tune in to my Facebook. But I will... um, I'm, I sort of am using that as my place for voting on a couple formats for some merch I'm going to make. So uh, it's my little centralized place to hear what the people want. And you're the people. So please come over. And then it's also a safe space for unsafe questions. So if you have an ignorant question regarding a guest or like a thought that you had that you're like, mm, I feel like this goes against the norm and I'm not supposed to say this because it'll sound stupid or ignorant. But here's the thing that popped into my mind that I'm not sure about. We cover that. It's safe. We all respect each other uh, in our differing viewpoints uh, in a, you know, adult uh, conversating way. What the fuck am I saying? I've had a lot of cold brew. Can you tell? I've been listening to podcasts and audiobooks on double speed, you guys. Uh, And it's good for my brain, I think. I originally started it as like a way to get through things faster and consume the information quicker. Uh, And now when I listen to anything on regular speed, it sounds like everyone is speaking in slow motion. So... I don't know if it's actually worse for my own comedy because it's probably spurring me to talk uh, as fast as I can on accident, which has always been one of my biggest hurdles is the need to slow down with my talking and probably life decisions. Listen, uh, I don't know. That was Jenny. She's great. Uh, please keep in mind that no guest is or claims to be a representative for every person who has a similar identity, i.e. Jenny does not represent other comedy club bookers. They are just one person sharing their own experience and ideas to help us get a peek at how things look from their situated position in the world. Um, you can follow at Blessed, pa- Blessed Podcast on Twitter, Ignorance is Blessed on Instagram. If you have stuff you want to see more of that relates to this, let me know. Send them my way. Uh, send me a message on Facebook or send uh, an email to ignoranceisblessedpodcast at gmail.com. All one word, no hashtag, no underscores, no dots. Um, and that is blessed, not bliss, which I know the phrase is ignorance is bliss. Uh, you can stop fucking letting me know that, by the way, I'm wrong. Uh, I'm not. It's what I wanted to do, and it was a purposeful choice uh, based around the theme of the podcast. So, fuck you. I'm kidding, but fuck me, you know? Ah. All right, you guys. Send your questions. Send your thoughts. Keep asking questions. The more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know. And the more we know, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. Isn't that the point? Ah. Thank you for listening. And as always, thank you for being patient with my ignorance. See you soon, idiots.